Good morning, this is David Bennett, and this is Bitcoin And, a podcast where I try to find the edge effect between the worlds of Bitcoin, gaming, permaculture, podcasting, and education to gain a better understanding of all. Edge effect is a concept from ecology describing a greater diversity of life where the edges of two systems overlap. While species from either system can be found at the edge, it is important to note there are species in the overlap that exist in neither system, and that is what I seek to uncover. So join me in discovering the variety of things being created as Bitcoin rubs up against other systems. I don't normally do this, but I'm putting a uh, front of show warning for uh, uh, language, all right? I'm a little hot in this episode. All right, I just got finished recording it, and before I even edit this thing down, I'm I'm sticking this on the front end. Hey, don't listen to this if your kids are anywhere close to you, all right? If for whatever reason, any kind of adult language gets to you, don't listen to this episode, all right? Fair warning. Let's get on with the show. It is 10.38 a.m. Central Standard Time on the 29th of January, 2021. This is episode 356 of Bitcoin, and it's a shit show. Welcome to it. Welcome to it. Welcome to the absolute freaking frenetic lunatic bin that we have created for ourselves. <clears throat> and we all take blame in it. I'm sorry. Even, even those of us who have known that this is all bullshit for years before we knew it, we were partaking in it. And we helped create the absolute devastation that we are seeing to any semblance of normality that we have ever appreciated before in our entire lives. Welcome to the show. Here's your ticket. Hookers on the left, blow on the right. There's beer in the fridge. Enjoy your stay. Let's start by not talking about the Robin Hood shit, because that's all after the uh, vital statistics. We're going to start here with just Bitcoin. Anthony Pompliano, retail investors got it right. Wall Street got it wrong. Okay, well, I'm, I'm sorry. That's actually not the one I was going to read. Let's talk about Elon Musk. Elon Musk adds Bitcoin to Twitter profile and tweets, in retrospect, it was inevitable. This is uh, Darius Z from BTC Times. He's writing uh, sometime this morning because that's when it happened. Tech mogul and the world's richest person, Elon Musk, apparently joined the ranks of Bitcoin proponents. Less than an hour ago, Musk changed his status on Twitter to the Bitcoin hashtag and seemingly suggested that his involvement in Bitcoin was inevitable in a cryptic <laughs> tweet, he wrote. Quote, in retrospect, it was inevitable. While Musk was not openly declaring himself as a Bitcoiner, the recent tweet seems to be hinting at it given the recent Twitter status change. That's not status, dude. That's bio, but whatever. Uh, as shown by an internet archive backup, Musk changed his profile or bio at some point in the last six hours. Following the tweet, Bitcoin suddenly and immediately rushed upwards, registering a nearly 17% increase in under an hour, according to CoinGecko data. So, yeah, Elon Musk is, I, it, it was inevitable. And it just so happens that a shitload of short positions on Bitcoin in form of short contracts were set to close today. <laughs> and I think he just wrecked it all. We'll probably get into some of that a little bit later. But he is not the only person to change his bio. In fact, the Reddit co-founder hoist the Bitcoin flag on Twitter and, uh, or rather, amid the price surge, Cointelegraph's Osato Avanamoyo is going to write or tell us about it. Uh, he's writing this one, clearly, this morning. Alexis Ohanahan, Ohanihan? I can't pronounce his name, I'm sorry, is the latest social media and tech uh, personality to update his Twitter bio to read Bitcoin, with the hashtag, of course. <clears throat> Reddit co-founder Alexis Oyer uh, has joined Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey and Tesla CEO Elon Musk in updating their Twitter bios to Bitcoin. 
uh, What's-His-Face's bio update seemed to be in response to a tweet by tech entrepreneur and former Coinbase chief technology officer Balaji Srinvinson. Why can't y'all have names I can pronounce? As part of the tweet, What's-His-Face highlighted the growing appeal of Bitcoin and the likes of Musk and Dorsey, calling Bitcoin the flag of technology. The Reddit co-founder is a known crypto advocate and has previously revealed that he holds a percentage of his wealth in cryptocurrency. Back in May of 2020, Ohanihan remarked that crypto was here to stay and praised the level of top-tier talent building in the industry. Ohanian has previously offered optimistic price predictions for both Bitcoin and Ether, God, at 20,000 and 1,500 respectively. At the time, the Reddit co-founder revealed that he was most bullish about Ethereum. Wrong play, dude. Wrong play. As previously reported by Cointelegraph, Reddit, with its over 1.7 billion monthly visitors, recently inked a partnership deal with the Ethereum Foundation. As part of the collaboration, Reddit plans to introduce the requisite scaling technology to support projects like tokenized community points on the Ethereum network. It's not going to work because Bitcoin, or rather Ethereum 2.0, ain't going to happen. And if it does happen, it's going to be a horrendous uh, train wreck. It's going to be terrible. So this guy is, is, he's riding the wrong horse. Hopefully this Bitcoin thing of his will, will stick uh, in his bio. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. However, as previously reported by Cointelegraph, Reddit with its, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Musk's bio update earlier on Friday seemed to spark a flurry of BTC buying action with Bitcoin briefly surpassing $38,000 for the first time in almost two weeks. The current resurgence of BTC enthusiasm also appears fueled by the actions of several in the mainstream trading establishments and their treatment of retail participants. On Thursday, several retail brokers like Robinhood prevented users from buying stocks like GameStop and AMC. These stocks have been experiencing parabolic gains to the benefit of retail holders, that the freaking plebs, with the resultant short squeeze threatening to bankrupt prominent hedge funds. Oh, I'm not going to cry about that shit. Meanwhile, Bitcoin's Friday surge has seen over $850 million in uh, Bitcoin derivatives, mostly shorts, liquidated over the last 24-hour trading period, according to Bybit or Bybt data, more than 310,000 trader positions went underwater with the largest single liquidation happening on BitMEX to the tune of $10 million. This may all be why Visa wants to work with exchange wallets on uh, digital gold or Bitcoin. Tim, Tim Alper is going to tell us about this one from CryptoNews.com. The CEO of payments giant Visa has stated that the firm wants to work with wallets and exchanges on handling crypto in order to make its own card solutions interoperable with digital tokens and has called Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies digital gold. The remarks were made by Visa Supremo Alfred Kelly in an earnings call yesterday. During his talk, Kelly spent a significant amount of time discussing crypto. After differentiating, differentiating a divide between cryptocurrencies that represent new assets such as Bitcoin and digital currencies and stablecoins backed by fiat holdings, he stated, quote, We see all cryptocurrencies as digital gold. <laughs> this is the head of Visa, and he doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground. Man, we got him on the ropes, guys. Continuing with his quote, they are predominantly held as assets that are not used as a form of payment in a significant way at this point. Our strategy here is to work with wallets and exchanges to enable users to purchase these currencies using their Visa credentials or to cash out onto our Visa credential to make fiat purchases, end quote. The Visa chief appears to be keen to leave the door open for all crypto projects that show promise, pledging that should a specific digital currency become a recognized means of exchange, there's no reason why we can't add it to our network, which already supports over 160 currencies. And Kelly appeared ready to court the custom of stablecoin issuers as well as digital currency issuing central banks. He said, quote, for stablecoins and central bank digital currencies, these are an emerging payments innovation that could have the potential to be used for global commerce. Much like any other fiat currency, we think of digital currencies running on public blockchains as additional networks. We see them as part of our network of networks strategy. 
we are clear leader in this space, end quote. Kelly was also keen to point out that it already has 35 partnership deals in place with what he termed, quote, leading digital currency platforms and wallets with name checks for crypto.com, BlockFi, Fold, and Bitpanda, and was eager, eager to add, quote, the next leading network has a fraction of that. <clears throat> so here we go. Visa wants to jump in, and they tried with that whole bullshit Facebook Libra, which is now Diem or whatever they're calling that that horse and pony show. Uh, but it's what's being illustrated to all of us is just how clueless the the richest, most powerful people in the world really are. They are absolutely clueless, and they are going to remain clueless because they have put themselves into, into a situation where they have to work day in and day out and day in and day out just to keep their own house from burning down. They don't have the time to spend actually figuring out what's going on with Bitcoin. They don't understand it. I don't think they have the capacity to understand it because they've been steeped in legacy financial markets for so long that anything new looks like either something to be uh, reviled, something that will come and possibly kill them, and therefore they have to capture it. And you can't capture Bitcoin because Bitcoin is running on my desk right in front of me right now. No, you cannot have my node. No, you cannot force me to run your fucking software. No, I will not change the software that my node is running unless I know by audit that the code is in fact going to enforce 21 million coin havings every four, year, four years or so and a reduction in the inflation supply until it goes to zero. If you try to get me to run any software that does not have that or has the potential of being able to squelch somebody being able to do some nefarious fucking deed somewhere on the face of the planet. I'm not going to run your software. It's not going to happen ever, forever, ever, 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 period. Never going to happen. So you can take whatever it is that you want uh, stance-wise towards your view on Bitcoin, but you're never going to be able to control it because we control it. I control it. You control it. They don't get control of this. Never give up, people. Just like this dude, Michael Saylor, MicroStrategy may get, quote, creative to make future Bitcoin buys, says the CEO, which is none other than Michael Saylor. Danny Nelson, writing this one for Coindesk.com sometime yesterday afternoon, Michael Saylor pledged to keep pouring the business intelligence company's excess cash into Bitcoin on Thursday telling investors his team will also explore various approaches for additional buys. Quote, going forward, we continue to plan to hold our Bitcoin and invest additional excess cash flows into Bitcoin. Additionally, we will explore various approaches to acquire additional Bitcoin as part of our overall corporate strategy, he said. The company is currently sitting on a trove of 70,784 Bitcoin, while most of that was purchased with excess cash, Saylor raised $650 million late last year in a debt offering to buy yet more Bitcoin. On the company's earnings call, uh, Saylor added that sh uh, shareholders can expect the software company to purchase even more Bitcoin, noting that they will continue to actively manage their balance sheet, holding Bitcoin as a primary reserve asset and seeking to acquire more Bitcoin are part of the corporate strategy, Saylor said. Quote, regarding our Bitcoin strategy, our pioneering decision to make Bitcoin our primary treasury reserve asset has made MicroStrategy a thought leader. No, it's not spelled T-H-O-T, but it, it should be. Uh, a thought leader in the cryptocurrency market and generated great interest in MicroStrategy as a corporation. MicroStrategy will do our best to capitalize on the opportunity, Saylor, or oh, sorry, MicroStrategy will, quote, do our best, end quote, to capitalize on the opportunity Saylor sees to become a leader in the cryptocurrency space, per his comments on the earnings call, saying he feels good about the synergy between his company's software product strategy and Bitcoin strategy. 
The CFO of MicroStrategy, Fong Lee, also said that in addition to continuing to develop their software products, buying Bitcoin is an important part of enhancing investor returns. Saylor is not overly concerned with Bitcoin's near or midterm volatility and said he intends to progressively acquire more Bitcoin at prices that probably keep going up. That's number go up technology. And you know what else is number go up technology? Let me see if I can pull this thing up here. Um, while all this shit has been going on with Bitcoin and Reddit and the short squeeze, MicroStrategy's, soft, uh, MicroStrategy's stock price has exploded today. It went from, let's see, yesterday it topped out. Well, actually, let's let's the day before yesterday, it bottoms. Yeah, it bottomed at $506 a share. It is sitting at $667 right now. Just, I mean, we're like, what, see, what was it in De December? Let's look at, just, let's look at November the 24th. On November the 24th, Michael Saylor's uh, MicroStrategy stock was sitting at $253.53. It is $667.67 right now. Right now. So, meanwhile, while all our heads are looking at all the shit show going on, MicroStrategy is just, their stock is on freaking fire. All right, it's on fire and nobody can do a damn thing about it. And that's why all the people on CNBC are losing their minds and filling up their diapers. So let's do this one. This is the Anthony Pompliano story that I misread earlier. <clears throat> Retail investors got it right. Wall Street got it wrong. Well, unless you're Michael Saylor and your stock is definitely not wrong. Uh, and Andrew M. Asmakov is writing this one for Decrypt.co sometime this morning, says Anthony Popliano, co-founder of crypto hedge fund Morgan Creek Digital, has praised the forward-thinking approach of retail investors, something that, in his view, is helping them take winning decisions and beat the traditional investors on Wall Street. Speaking on CNBC's Squawk Box on Friday, Pompliano said that it is very easy to scoff at the younger generation of investors and say that they are either not rational or don't know what they are doing. Quote, but when you look over the last two to three years, you see that retail investors have been right about some key innovations and investment strategies. Retail was right about Bitcoin, bringing decisive victories for the people who believed in Bitcoin and its future price performance. Retail was also right about Tesla, he said. According to Pompliano, the recent GameStop saga is another bright illustration of this. Uh, there were lots of people on Wall Street who assured me uh, that there was no rational argument that these companies would survive, but they were wrong and retail was right. GameStop is just another example of where some retail investors found an exploitation on the market. They figured out figured out a place where Wall Street had made a mistake, end quote. Earlier this week, GameStop's stock soared to unprecedented heights, hitting almost $500, up more than 2,000% since the start of the year. This happened after a group of investors on a subreddit, Wall Street Bets, took notice of its low prices over the last year and decided to bet against the Wall Street sharks, such as Melvin Capital, who were shorting the company's stock. Driven by what seemed to be a collective thirst for vendetta against the big bucks, the self-organized army started buying up huge amounts of shares, boosting their price in a matter of hours. Wall Street initially stood its ground, but had little chance against the millions of retailers, with several major hedge funds, including Melvin Capital, being forced to close their positions with devastating losses. By late Thursday morning, GameStop shares had fallen 63%, back down to 126 bucks. After the New York Stock Exchange and trading apps like Robinhood either halted trading or blocked purchases. The stock later recovered but closed at $193.60 at a 44% total loss. To the Morgan Creek Digital Partners, there are two key things to take away from the events surrounding GameStop. Quote, one is that the younger generation understands the future better than most of the older generation. This is not always true, but for the most part, the younger generation will tell you that, of course, digital currencies are going to be the future, and of course, electric cars are going to be the future. But the other thing that retails... Uh, but the other thing is that retail serves as a check on Wall Street Whenever we have that kind of intellectual Olympics 
and people are engineering financial results, retail comes in and provides some common sense. Retail tells you, quote, listen, you literally shorted the stock to death. You are overexposed to risks and we are going to punish you, added Pompliano. As far as Robinhood is concerned, the trading app not only saw the backlash from the army of investors, including a class action lawsuit filed with the New York court, but also struggled with paying its customers. This forced the company behind the platform to seek assistance from its existing investors, including the venture capital firm Sequoia Capital and Ribbit Capital. Robinhood's backers are reportedly ready to cough up more than $1 billion in new financing. But will it be enough to repair the firm's reputation? I fucking hope not. If I sound just a little bit pissed off, it's because I have every right to be pissed off and I don't even use Robinhood. I absolutely refuse to use that piece of shit from, like, never. I, I was considering it. I had for a little while, but no, uh no, no. You, you know what they were doing? Not only, I told you about this yesterday, or at least I said something about it, at least in the newsletter, they, they allowed you to sell, but you couldn't buy it. All that did was help the hedge funds short position. Okay, they weren't allowing anybody to go long. And then they started selling people's GameStop stock without asking their permission, without any amount of authorization whatsoever. It's also come to light that some people were allowed to buy GameStop and other people were not allowed to buy GameStop, but everybody was allowed to sell it. That's the shit show we got going on right now. Now, let's see what's going on with the numbers and see what kind of effects we're looking at today because God only knows what the hell the numbers may say. CNBC forward slash markets, everything is on fire except oil. Let's get into it. S&P 500 down a point and a quarter. NASDAQ down a point. Dow Jones down a point and one third of and one third. FTSE's down damn near two points. Nikkei's down damn near two points. Hang Seng's down a point. Shanghai is down half a point. Volatility spiked uh, 5.4% to the upside. And the DAX is down 1.7%. I, I, uh, sorry. It's, it's hard to get through this one because all of us are just, we are all on pins and needles. So oil is actually up 0.13 of a percentage point. Natural gas swinging low, one and a half points. Gold is actually up a full point. Actually, it's up over a full point. Uh, $1,800, $1,856.80 is going to get you an ounce of that. Silver making the biggest move, 5% to the upside, $27.21. That's probably because people are mentioning in Wall Street bets silver. And we, we may be very much into a very a brand new paradigm. And I don't think it's, I think we are, and I don't think it's going to go away. That's my prediction. This shit, the beatings will commence until morality improves, okay? Let's talk about real money. $37,000 and, let's see, 37071 and 98 cents. That looks like it's going to be, is that going to be our high? Nope, that is not our high. Our low is going to be over at GDAX. Uh, no, actually, it's hit BTC, 36000 uh, 30, oh, yeah, 36,817 and, oh, nope, yeah, 37,000 is our high. We have had 326,000 transactions in the last 24 hours. That's 13,600 transactions every hour on the hour. And yet only half a million BTC have changed hands in that 24 hours. That's about 21,800 BTC being sent every hour on the hour. 1.6 BTC is the average transaction value and the median transaction value is 0.02 BTC or about $723 US. Block times are pretty right there, 10 minutes and eight seconds. We have one Bitcoin in fees being taken on a per block basis and 135.6 BTC being taken in fees overall in the last 24 hours. We've had a bump in hash rate, 3.78% to the upside and brings us to 155 and a half exahashes per second. Do I even need to mention Doge? Because guess what? Doge just overtook the market cap of 
Craig Wright's shitcoin. That's right. BSV no longer is ahead of Doge. <laughs> Doge is at five cents. Okay, five cents. Do I like it? No. It's a shitcoin. But I, the only reason I actually kind of have a soft space spot in my heart for Doge is because it's a meme coin and it's pissing its creator off right now. Jackson Palmer or Parker or whatever, he, cre he helped create Dogecoin because he hated Bitcoin so much that he decided to make a joke out of it, makes this joke coin, and guess what? Market capitalization stands at $7 billion. $7 billion, people. It's five cents a freaking coin. Am I suggesting you go buy it? Hell no. If you got it and it happens to be on an exchange, if you're smart, you'll trade it for Bitcoin. That's what you need to be doing with your Dogecoin. You don't need to be talking about it. I, I mean, obviously I'm talking about it, but it's because this, we are in Crazyville. We're, I mean, the, it's crazy land, right? I mean, you, with Doge at five and a half, five and a half pennies, a U.S., uh, U.S. currency, you would expect Ethereum to at least be at fourteen hundred, and it's five bucks below that. You would at least, you would at least think that. Oh, but no, hell no, no, Doge, Doge of all things, Doge. So there's sixty-five thousand transactions that are going to take seventy-four blocks to clear. Okay, we have captured five point five percent of gold's market cap. Our market capitalization right now is six hundred and sixty-six point nine billion dollars, or somewhere around there. It keeps changing all the time uh, while I'm reading it. We have, let's see, oh yeah, 18,613,825.4 BTC is in circulation at the moment. We have 1,059 BTC in the Lightning Network, and that's $38 million of capacity run over 8,529 nodes with 37,406 channels that we can see. Uh, percentage of Tor capacity is same as yesterday, 52.5%. That's 555.6 BTC in the Tor side of the Lightning Network. And that's being run over 3,231 nodes. That's going to do it for vitals. Welcome to part two of the morning roundup. I'm going to start this one off with a uh, tweet by Ben Kaufman. That is at underscore Ben Kaufman, B-E-N-K-A-U-F-M-A-N. Sometime today or this morning, he tweeted this. Citadel received $200 million from taxpayer money in 2008 bailout. Bernanke, who granted the bailout, now works for Citadel. Citadel paid Yellen $1 million in speaking fees. Yellen now advises Biden on the GameStop situation where Citadel was losing on shorts. I got to tell you, this whole thing is run by a bunch of criminals. They are all criminals. And I, if, if, if you disagree with me, I'm trying to figure out how. How do you not, how do you not see this? How do you, how can you walk around going, Yellen's a good person. Bernanke has the best intentions for us little people. How can you be so mean to them? Their yacht needs a new paint job. Fuck you. I'm sick of it. I'm done. I'm done with these people. If you were to line them up against a wall, I would, you know, you know what? I'd be like, eh, dude, I don't want to watch. You can do whatever the hell you want to go do. I'm going to go over here. I don't, I, I literally don't give a rat's ass about the carbon in these people's bodies at this point. And that's why they're getting taken to the fucking cleaners by a bunch of goddamn plebs. All right. After a while, you get so fed up that somehow or another humanity just turns on a dime and gives the finger. And that's what's going on. And people in media are losing their mind. Let's hear from this dude who's on the right side of this. Well, Neil, first of all, I got to say, I recommended many of these stocks on January 11th or before. I've got the report in my hand that I sent out to my subscribers. And here's the list. The shorts, first of all, all of this nonsense, all of this noise, all of this whining by Wall Street, it's making me sick. 
140% of GameStop was short. I didn't hear one person on TV complaining about Wall Street trying to crush GameStop. 140% short. I told my subscribers, buy this stock, and they made a fortune. Now, let's contrast that with this clown show right here. And that looks like it has had a, at least a small and temporary effect on the casino market because these casino stocks are now on the downside. AMC's down, BlackBerry's down, yeah. uh, GameStop is down. Just to get down. back to that casino it's, reference, the problem I have with it is that it sounds like you don't think that investors know what they're doing. In this case, I think they know exactly what they were doing and they found the mispricing in the market. Now, people jumping in at $300 for GameStop, that might not be a smart trade at the end of it, but what started all of this was not a casino mentality. They actually was, they were very strategic and recognized the opportunity. So long as we agree that we've got a casino mentality now, that's all I'm worried about. Are you infuriated yet? Are you? Because if you're not, you should be. You should absolutely be livid. Casino stocks. It, 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 that's all he's worried about is that people understand that these are casino stocks, right? It's not a real company that was built in Dallas years ago that used to be really, really great. You know, one of the, one of the better places to go buy games. It got shitty. Yeah, I get that. It's got a business model that probably won't survive unless they pivot, but God knows they can leverage what they've got now to actually make those pivots if they want to. If they don't, that's, GameStop's fault, but it's not a casino stock. It's not. I talk about narrative on this show all the time. You have to understand what's happening here. They're spinning up the narrative. The narrative has been spun up so fast, so very fast. And that's your clue how interconnected all these people are. The media, like the CEO of uh, NASDAQ, all the hedge fund people, all the people that are crying on CNBC, that they're guests, they're just absolutely horrified that little plebs could make a play like the big boys, because that's exactly what the plebs did. So just, I, I'm going to do this to you. I hate to do this to you, but narrative and being able to identify the pattern is critical at this juncture. So here we go. On the casino market, because these casino stocks 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 on the casino market, because these casino stocks. Ah, blow it out your freaking saddlebags, you knee jerked asshole. This guy is just, he's emblematic of what's going on here, okay? And this is why I'm so agitated today, but God, I guarantee you, I'm not the only one that's agitated, okay? But let's calm down just a little bit and get some 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 levity on the situation from Nick Hoffman over at bitcoinmagazine.com. Uh, this piece is after GameStop short squeeze, Wall Street bets is ready for Bitcoin. Ever since the Federal Reserve was created in 1913, the game has been rigged against the average person. For years, Wall Street has been manipulating the market to keep ordinary people from making too much money. While the 1% swim in huge gains, they don't want a truly free market to trade. They want it to be one-sided and benefit only them. When it comes to giving a middle finger to the establishment, nobody does it better than Bitcoiners and Wall Street bets. We're not just making money. It's about so much more than that. We're making history. The subreddit has been making news this week as a hub for retail investors who figured out that Melvin Capital and other hedge funds were short-selling shares of GameStop, essentially betting that the company would fail. Members of Wall Street Bets bought the stock in high quantities, causing a snowball effect, which forced the shorters to chase after the price and buy back at a higher mark to try and cut their losses pushing the price higher and higher still. This is called a short squeeze. <clears throat> Watching Wall Street suits crying because they got outplayed at their own game by a bunch of dumb people on the internet has been glorious to watch. And it has demonstrated that the good people at Wall Street bets are future Bitcoiners because when they find out what Bitcoin provides, they'll want to opt into BTC with no hesitation. This short squeeze has shown that they want an open, free, and fair market where the big guy doesn't have the advantage over all of the little guys. 
They want justice to be brought on those crooks that run our financial system. There are a lot of similarities in what we're both fighting for. Bitcoin provides the truly open free market in the entire, or the only truly open free market in the entire world. I, for one, cannot wait until they join us in adopting a Bitcoin standard as they will be providing different insights, thoughts, strategies, and fire memes. Some of them are no doubt Bitcoiners already, but for those who haven't gone down the Bitcoin rabbit hole yet, they're standing right at the start of it. And here's a tweet from at WSB chairman, and he's not the guy. Stop doing that. It's WSB mod. That's who you want. It's at WSB mod. Although I like WSB chairman, but everybody thinks that he is the guy. He is not the guy. WSB mod, M-O-D, W-S-B M-O-D. That's with the at sign, okay? But we'll go with this one. WSB chairman says they can only control us because we use their currency. He's not wrong. Even if he's the wrong guy, he's not wrong here. So further demonstrating the advantages of Bitcoin over the traditional financial system, popular mobile investing app Robinhood halted the trading of GameStop stock, AMC, and a few other stocks this morning, and it has only backfired on the app. People of all backgrounds and different opinions have come together to point out the fraudulent action. As Dave Portnoy said in a tweet below, when people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Donald Trump Jr. come together against you, you messed up big time. What Robinhood did, did appears criminal, bailing out its billionaire hedge fund buddies while punishing retail investors for outsmarting them. Meanwhile, Wall Street bets did nothing illegal or anything of that nature. It just countered this hedge fund and won. Robinhood didn't like that and punished retail investors for making financially smart choices. I'm fired up. The people are waking up. We've all had enough of this clearly one-sided, corrupt financial system. There are clearly no rules for the 1%, as it can just stop the trading of assets for retail and allow these people to reallocate their fucking positions to beat whoever is outsmarting them. Sorry, guys. The only way to beat them completely is to opt out of their game and play by a fair set of rules. And Bitcoin provides the ability to do just that. It's only a matter of time before our brothers and sisters at Wall Street Bets join, joins us in completely taking down the entire corrupt financial system with Bitcoin. Keep fighting the good fight, everyone. The suits stay big mad. And this is from WSB Mod. He's got the tweet as a final word. It says, WSB is a platform for the people to speak truth to power in the financial world. Fuck yes. I keep hearing, oh, you got to speak truth to power. And it's like this... Social justice warrior bullshit, and it doesn't make any difference, and now it does. Today, this Friday, the 29th of January, today, make a fucking stand. This shit ends. We have the best shot in years, decades, possibly even centuries, to end this bullshit once and for all, because bullshit is exactly what it is. It's such bullshit that CoinMarketCap is adding a joke Wall Street Bets token to their platform. Who would have guessed? It's the only shit coin that's worth a shit at this point. Sharwa Malwa is writing this one for Decrypt.co this morning and says, don't fret if you see Wall Street Bets token as the world's biggest cryptocurrency by market cap today while scrolling market site CoinMarketCap. Bitcoin's still the market leader, but a WSB token has been put up to commemorate the namesake subreddit sudden worldwide fame. Quote, please note that this is a joke. No such asset exists, end quote, uh, warns CoinMarketCap on the WSB token about page. The joke token is priced at $483, has market cap of $24.8 billion and a supply of $51 million and displays over $100 million in daily trading volume, according to the site. Those numbers didn't, however, arise currently, <clears throat> arise currently out of thin air. They are seemingly track, tracking the metrics of GameStop a dying video game rental company, uh, it's not a rental company, it's a retail company, whose stock was caught in between a bearish hedge fund and the members of Wall Street Bets, a forum on social news and discussion site Reddit. Starting sometime last year, members of WSB bought up GameStop. Yeah, we know all that. We know all that. Let's get more of this stuff. Of the, let's see. Uh, hold on here. Yeah, yeah, it basically just goes into the rest of the, the whole GameStop saga. 
the the point here is that this isn't the coin market cap is not the only people that have done that. Uh, oh, was it FX Trade or FTX site? I think also I saw they have put up Wall Street Bets token and is tracking that like you know on a candlestick chart, and it's hilarious to see. The, the the memes that are dropping out of this thing are going to be for the history books, all right? Now, that last story talking about how we should, you know, working together with Wall Street bets, be careful with these with these people, boys and girls. Wall Street bets is not something to be fucked around with, right? You, you see what they're doing to hedge funds. I'm not saying that they could do it to Bitcoin because honestly, if they were able to do that, if they were able to destroy Bitcoin, then Bitcoin deserves to be destroyed, right? I'm not making any bones about that shit whatsoever. I do suggest reaching out to the guys over at Wall Street Bets. I said it yesterday. I said it in the newsletter. I'm saying it again today, and I'm probably going to reiterate it in the newsletter after I publish the damn show. Reach out to these guys. Find out who they are. Find out what their hopes, their dreams I mean, be real. We have a chance to be real people again and actually give a shit about each other and find out what do they care about? Why are they doing the things that they're doing? Is there any way that we can be friends? Is there any way that we can work together? Go find out. Okay? If you're not, if you're, I have never liked Reddit and it took a bunch of bathtub plebs to get me to go back to Reddit and it was these guys. Wall Street bets. The only re- reason I now have Reddit as an open tab is because of Wall Street bets. Every once in a while, I go in there and I congratulate them. I say, I you know, I I don't say anything. You can't say anything about cryptocurrency in their in their forum. I think it's an auto ban, and I think that that's actually a bot. You can't say Bitcoin or cryptocurrency or nothing. So don't take it as an opportunity to find out about who these people are and what they want. And if we can work together, hold out your hand and see if they grab back. All right. So I'm just saying amidst all the insanity, I mean, we've got, we've been given this golden chance, a golden chance of several different things, you know, to, to end the corruption, to be people again, to come together as a community, a real actual community, to, to forge a future that looks so much better for our kids than before you found Bitcoin. But some people actually found Dogecoin instead. A Dogecoin Twitter account comes back to life after six years. Tim Copeland, this is uh, out of decrypt.co, says... A Twitter account set up to track the value of Dogecoin and important news about the coin has resurfaced today after years of inactivity, quote, tweeting for the first time in six years to say, what the fuck? The account called Doge Value slash News tweeted earlier today. (laughs) Dogecoin has broken into the mainstream in recent days because of the massive surge in its price. The coin has broken back up to the top 10 cryptocurrencies by market cap, having risen from $0.007 to highs of $0.078, which is 7.8 pennies in just a day. That's an increase of 1,000%. <laughs> the surge was initially triggered by tweets like the one from the Dogecoin official channel who tweeted, quote, today we will see five cents. All you got to do is retweet. And the unofficial WSB chairman Twitter account in reference to the notorious Wall Street Bet subreddit who tweeted, quote, has Doge ever been to a dollar? End quote. This comes as a number of Telegram and Discord channels have been focused on pumping the coin. Since the coin reached its high, it has dropped to 0.038 or 3.8 pennies before rebounding somewhat to five and a half pennies. Only fan star Mia, Mia Kaflia, or however you pronounce her name, earlier today revealed that she had invested in the coin, tweeting, quote, okay, I caved and bought the dog stocks, laugh my ass off. According to CoinMarketCap, Dogecoin's trading volumes have pumped as hard as its price. While yesterday's volumes were slightly above $200 million, today's volumes are 10x higher at around $2.1 billion. The last tweet that Doge Value News made before going into hibernation in 2014 was, quote, if anyone wants some dirty code to run a bot like this, reply and I'll DM you. Somebody replied today, 
is it too late? <laughs> the Dogecoin account most recently retweeted one of his old tweets from 2014 when Dogecoin was worth just 0.00025, stating, quote, this is why we hold, end quote. I know, it's a shitcoin story, and I know you don't come here for shitcoin stories, but come on, man. It's Dogecoin. It's got a larger market cap than BSV. At least we have that. I mean, if we if I got to have a shitcoin anywhere in the mix, I want Doge to be ahead of Craig Wright's stupid ass coin. So now we see we get into the meat and potatoes of some of the shit that's coming into Robin Hood's future. The SEC is looking into Robin Hood's handling of GameStop trading. This is Coin Telegraph's Colin Post who says the the United States Securities Watchdog is looking into the affair of Robinhood and its redditors at least in so many words the Securities and Exchange Commission made a joint statement on Friday expressing concern over the extreme price volatility of certain stocks trading prices over the past several days through uh, though the commission didn't use the words GameStop Robinhood or Reddit it's obvious what the commission is talking about and is the recent chaos uh, surrounding the 3 it's already attracted major regulatory pressure. The SEC did, however, specify, quote, the commission will closely review actions taken by regulated entities that may disadvantage investors or otherwise unduly inhibit their ability to trade certain securities, end quote. Robinhood, already the subject of enormous backlash from its users, is clearly in the sights of this announcement. It is not unprecedented for Robinhood to shut down trading on GME and other stocks. It is, however, suspicious that the firm cut off buying but not selling. Mm -hmm. See, that's what I'm saying. And I'm going to reiterate this for, for anybody who doesn't get it yet. When you cut off buying, you cut off the long. When you cut off selling, you cut off basically, the, I guess, the short. Yeah, you cut off the short play. If you cut them, if you cut them both off, then you've got basically what, it, what amounts to a circuit breaker because nobody knows what the hell's going on. But when you allow the sell and you take a big shit on the buy, all you're doing is protecting somebody's short play. This is criminal activity. It's out in the open. It's completely naked. And I don't know, Here, in a way, I think they were told to do this. I don't know by whom, but I think Robinhood got a phone call and they said, you shut this shit down or we are going to unplug you like a guy on life support. And they did it because they were probably also told it's going to be better for you to be alive and have us help you on the other end to get out of the obvious regulatory mess that we're about to make here. But if you don't do it, you're going to pay through the nose. I think that that's what happened. And what happens next is going to be, uh, is, is going to be fascinating for weeks, if not potentially even the entirety of 2021. Will they help Robinhood escape what is obvious criminal activity? It's obvious racketeering, okay? This is organized crime, and it's out in the open. Who's going to help them get out? And every single person, every entity, every institution that you see that tries to lend a hand to Robin Hood, that's how you can tag them with a red flag. Those people are not your friends. They are your enemies. They should be reviled forever and a day, right? So... <clears throat> Let's talk a little bit in detail about Robin, what Robinhood actually did. Okay, so Robinhood restricts crypto trading amid Bitcoin and Doge pump. After imposing restrictions on the trading of GameStop's stock, Robinhood has turned off instant deposits for cryptocurrencies as well. This is uh, Liam Frost writing for Decrypt. Cryptocurrency exchange Robinhood has imposed some restrictions on cryptocurrency trading, just as the prices of Bitcoin, Dogecoin, and uh, uh, those two coins surged, said uh, CNBC. Quote, due to extraordinary market conditions, remember what I was telling you about narrative? I'm seeing a lot of the following phrase, extraordinary market conditions. Conditions. Okay. Know your patterns, people. 
Due to extraordinary market conditions, we've temporarily turned off instant buying power for crypto, Robinhood spokesperson said and told, well, rather told uh, CNBC, adding customers can still use settled funds to buy crypto. We'll keep monitoring market conditions and communicating with our customers. What that means is they don't want you to win ever, ever. Earlier today, some users reported that Robinhood's trading app had been halting their instant deposits for buying cryptocurrencies because of this. Only deposits that were already made to users' accounts in the past were available to trade. And new deposits can take up to five days to clear, Robinhood said. Now you know why you have to wait. Now you know why when you deposit shit, it could take three days five days, seven days. It's not the company's fault. It's the regulations that these companies have to follow. In Robinson's case, fuck them. I don't give a shit. But like something like Swan Bitcoin, good company. It's a good company. They're good people. They have to follow the regulations. Why are those regulations there? To stop shit like this. They don't want you to win. The regulations have been there in place and that's exactly why nobody but the rich win. Only, and I'm talking super wealthy. I'm not talking about your middle of the road person with a couple of million dollars in the retirement account, okay? Or a guy that's got like a mid-sized business or something like that and has like four or five, uh, let's say restaurants. That's not your guy. That's not the guy. The guy is Augustin Karstens, okay? The guy is that shithead criminal that's running the European Central Bank. Jerome Powell, there's your guy. The guy that runs J.P. Morgan Chase, there's your guy. Those are the, that's the red flag, okay? It's not your neighbor who's got a slightly larger fucking house than you do. That's not the guy. The regulations were put in place so that you never win because the only people that can skirt those regulations are the people who the regulations were written to protect. That's why we'll never win. None of us want to go into banking. But that's the only way that you win. And even if you go into banking, you got to backstab and kill people to get up enough of the chain to where you're in the position in the seat so you can push the buttons and then have money drop out of the ceiling on your ass. Fuck all these people. I hope all of their yachts sink all at once. Earlier today, some users reported that Robinhood's trading app had halted their instant deposits for buying cryptocurrencies. As Decrypt reported after a group of retail traders known as Wall Street Bets on Reddit recently pumped the price of GameStop stock. Then a similar group of people, but likely not the main subreddit itself, turned its side on Dogecoin. This made the meme crypto's price explode in just a day, surging up by 800%. And, oh, no, no, I thought there was a Jackson Palmer tweet there, but it wasn't. Um, Meanwhile, Tesla CEO Elon Musk changed his Twitter profile to Bitcoin Yesterday, Robinhood similarly made a tough decision to temporarily limit buying. Yeah, we know that. Other crypto exchanges are experiencing outages and other issues as well. For example, Coinbase is currently investigating a side outage. <laughs> yeah, that Coinbase always goes down. Dude, this is not news. So, But there you go. These the regulations are not there to protect you. They're there because they don't want you rich. They want you dependent. That's what they want. Fuck them. I hope they all die. Robin Hood CEO says we weren't forced to limit stock buying amid Reddit driven surge. I call bullshit. I do 100%. 100%. All right. Robin Hood CEO said that the platform's decision to halt the buy orders on GME, NOK, and AMC were based on a technical and operational, not outside pressure. Mm-hmm. Coindesk, Sebastian Sinclair, please tell us about it. Despite chatter circulating Thursday that Robinhood had been compelled to halt trading of stocks being targeted by a Reddit group, the firm's CEO said it alone had made the decision in order to safeguard the firm. Oh boy, no. No. You were told to say that. And I'll bet you they let you hang out in the wind to twist. I'll bet they told you that they would help you on the other side of this. And then I'll, I'll, bet, I'll bet you guys get left out in the wind to twist. I think that that's I think that's going to be my standing prediction. They are going to burn this company to the ground to cover their tracks. In a video interview on Thursday with Bloomberg's Emily Chang, Vlad Tenev said the rumors were categorically false that and Robinhood wasn't directed by a market maker or any other market participant, but rather the decision was based on a technical and operational one. Bullshit. 
Quote, Robinhood as a brokerage has financial requirements, including deposits that we have to make to various clearinghouses. Some of these requirements fluctuate based on volatility in the market, said Tenev. In order to protect the firm and Robinhood's customers base, Tenev said his platform disabled purchasing of 13 stocks associated with a Reddit trading group called Wall Street Bets. Tenev added that buy orders for the 13 securities could resume as early as tomorrow. The current flurry of trader activity has represented an unprecedented market environment. See, I'm telling you, man, over the past couple of weeks, according to the CEO, he said Robinhood had not disabled selling of their stocks as it would have been painful to users of the platform if they weren't allowed to exit their positions. Oh, this was little, just a little protection for us pleb boys. Share prices for businesses such as Nokia, AMC Entertainment, and GameStop rose to astronomical highs in recent weeks when WSB sought to short squeeze large U.S. institutional hedge funds looking to bet against those companies. A number of retail traders have since exited their positions amid calls to hold with diamond hands, referring to a mindset of maintaining positions in an attempt to drive up stock prices. Despite the calls, AMC, GME, and NOK's share prices have fallen back over the past 24 hours while lawsuits were filed against Robinhood. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. In fact, let's see. Let's, let, let's get into that particular story right now. Retail traders sue Robinhood over meme stock restrictions. Restrictions, Meme stock, even Coindesk, which is this is from, is they're, they're not doing us any favors by repeating the narrative, which is casino stocks and meme stocks. Don't use those terms. Use retail stocks or equities because that's what they are. GameStop, which had been soaring for days on short squeezing and mass speculation, began tumbling after a major retail trading hub implemented the hold. And this is writing for Coindesk, Danny Nelson. Retail traders in two U.S. states have sued Robinhood Markets Thursday over its decision to prevent buy orders on GameStop and other so-called meme stocks swept up in the Reddit-fueled trading frenzy. The separate suit slams Robinhood over a decision that had, that had immediate repercussions for impacted shares. GameStop, which had been soaring for days on short squeezing and mass speculation, began tumbling downward after Robinhood implemented the hold. Massachusetts resident Brendan Nelson alleged Robinhood tried to slow the growth of GME without a legitimate cause, a move he said benefits Robinhood's institutional investors over its clients in violation of its customer agreement. He filed a class action lawsuit in New York federal court. The other case, filed by Richard Joseph Gatz in Chicago federal court, alleged Robinhood caused irreparable harm to retail traders of Nokia, AMC Theaters, and BlackBerry when it disabled buy orders Thursday, according to Bloomberg. Robinhood did not immediately respond with a comment. Yeah. Dudes, that's, that's, all, the, that's all the news that I can even, even hope to cover today without losing my ever-loving mind. Look, my apologies if I was really rough today, but this, I, I, I don't know how anybody can be asked to look at the facts of what has transpired over this last week and be anything but absolutely infuriated. It's testing my own humanity here. That's how angry I am. And I don't even hold GME. Hell, I didn't even find out about this shit until it was like Tuesday, right? This crap had been going on since at least last, you know, like all of last week, but not, not to the degree it has hit the, hit the news wires now. And now everybody that seems to be a prince or a royalty or a king or a queen have all been exposed to being the naked pigs that they are. And I literally do not give one shit about their future. I do not care. What I do care about, well, I care about the guys over at Wall Street Bets. They're, at this point, they're kind of heroes. And I know that there's a lot of people who think that what they're, what they're doing is wrong. No, they're not. They're doing the exact same thing that the people on Wall Street do. But they're, they have to use mass. And that's what the establishment seems to be very frightened of at this point. I've, I have seen pictures being passed around social media of like a whole bunch of people that are on interviews 
and they their faces look distraught. There's one guy who's got his fists rubbing his eyes. Now, clearly, it's possible that, you know, that these still shots are just being cherry-picked, but it doesn't matter. That's what these people are feeling. There was a, a couple of other interviews that I was going to throw, like, you know, snippets of interviews that I heard that I was going to throw in the show. I ain't got the time. These people are losing their mind left and right. Something is very wrong. And what's wrong is that the wrongs that they have been doing to retail around the world, not just the United States, this is all around the world, those wrongs have given birth. And it has created an army of plebs that literally do not care anymore. They just don't care. And that's what we should be really looking at here. So again, if you don't have Reddit, go over to the, just go get, just start an account. It's free. You know, get, get a, get an account going. Dress in. And when you do it, <coughs> please dress up your, uh, your, you know, put an avatar in there. Don't let it go stock. Put a background in there. Put a bio in there. Give a shit. Okay. Actually act like you care. And then go over to the subreddit Wall Street Bets and just say hello. Don't talk about, you don't have to talk about Bitcoin. Please don't talk about shit coins or altcoins or any, any of that crap. Don't talk about DeFi. Just say hi. Maybe even say thank you. Because they're taking it, those, there's 5.9 million of these people right now. By now, it's probably well over 6 million. It's the, as far as I can tell, it's the largest subreddit that there is. Go over there and say hello. If they ask you about Bitcoin, tell them. If they ask you about a shit coin, tell them don't do it. Just buy Bitcoin. But don't shill. Just go say hi. Congratulate them. Thank them. Ask them if there's anything that you can do for them. You may, they may not even answer you. It doesn't matter. It's the fact that we, gotta, we, have, a, we have a situation now where we can reach out to somebody who thinks a lot like us and make friends. I'll see you on the other side. This has been Bitcoin And, and I'm your host, David Bennett. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and hope to see you again real soon. Have a great day.